And welcome to Pretty Cure Podcast Engage, the podcast we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I'm Charlie, your fairy partner, Chifo. And I'm Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we have another new guest to talk to with us about episode 47 of Fataiwa, The Most Powerful Warrior Appears. No way! Also known as the Dark Zone Expedition. Is it? Sorry, should it's I? It's not. It's not an expedition. It's, yeah. It's it's interesting. Um, the translation of this title is very interesting in English. I think that whoever did it was a little creative. Um, hmm. But I guess I should introduce that's myself first. From... <laughs> yes. yes. In my experience, that's generally how magical girl uh, titles get translated as not at all what the original was. <laughs> yeah. Looking at you, Fergie's birthday brouhaha. I love that title, though. <laughs> I like brouhaha very much. I think that's that's excellent. That's, yeah. It's yeah. so good. Anyways, sorry for it's interrupting. Okay. Please introduce sorry. yourself as you would like to be introduced. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Ayumi, and my pronouns are she and her. And uh, I guess I'm a big Precure fan, but I'm most known for being the host of the podcast Sparkleside Chats with Magical Girl Ayu, which is also me. Uh, yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> yes. Thank you for coming on the show. Yes, thank you for having yes. me. I was very excited uh, when you started contacting me about uh, our episodes. I was very excited to have you on the podcast one day. Yes, for anyone who has been listening, every recent reference to Japanese stuff probably was coming from me. So there's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And I know you talked to me about other stuff you were going to bring up. Like the names of the characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know when you want to get into that, but um, yeah, I think that looking at that stuff is really, really interesting. Um, and I found I found a website that just has all of them. It's like a Japanese website that references all the different meanings of the different names and stuff. Because some of them are really clear, but some of them are really not. So. Mm. Maybe it would be best to do that after Charlie does the questions. Oh, yes. Yes, my questions. Of course, the first question is, what is your experience with Pretty Cure? Because you are someone familiar with it. Yes, yes. So um, I actually got into Pretty Cure very early uh, when I was in high school in the late 2000s. One of my friends discovered um, Pretty Cure Splash Star, which is the third season of Pretty Cure, and was like, yo, you have to check this out. You love magical girls. And I was like, I do love magical girls. And of course, as you know, the uh, theme song for Fatariwa Precure is really, really great. But um, the one for Splash Star is also really, really good. And it got me hooked right away. So I started watching that season. Um, I don't think I finished just because it was a little difficult to get at the time. Um, And uh, basically, from that point, I had been kind of following what Precure was doing, but not necessarily always being able to watch the things because I was living in um, in New York at the time. And um, I think it wasn't until, goodness, which season? I think the first season that I actually watched in full as it was airing wasn't until Happiness Charge. Um, 
but since then I've been I've gone back um of course I watched oh no I did watch all of Dariwa Precure but I watched it in school in it in Italian as a way to get my lab credits in for language lab <laughs> um I just watched a whole bunch of magical girls in Italian at that time some from Ita- Italy and some uh from Japan that were translated uh and then later also magical girls in French when I was taking French so um there's that oh. yeah uh, Italy and France both love Magical Girls a lot, so it's really easy to find the dubs in those languages. I would believe that. Yeah. And of course, a lot of the original Western Magical Girls also come from France and Italy, so. Hmm. So, yeah, I guess that's basically my history with Precure. Um, and uh, I, I haven't been able to watch every season. When I moved back to Japan about, uh, goodness, about five years ago, um, I actually became unable to watch Precure again because uh, at my current job I work on Sunday mornings, so I would ah. miss <laughs> I would miss the airings. Um, but uh, recently discovered that there is an application I can use to watch not all TV but some TV things. Um, so I now I'm I'm watching Healing Good Precure from my phone uh, every Sunday. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I gotta catch up on Healing Good. It's an interesting season. Uh, it's definitely gotten a lot of... Um, I, get, I think there's a lot of plot decisions made this season that have been very divisive, but I'm, I find that it's a very interesting season. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say from the seasons you have seen is your favorite? Hmm, that's really difficult. Um, I find that, like, I generally love all Magical Girls, and so I generally love all Precure seasons um, that I've watched. But I would say that the one that has affected me, actually, the two seasons that affected me the most were Happiness Charge and Go Princess Precure. I guess, I guess part of it was because I was able to watch them at the time when they were airing. Um, but uh, I think especially in the case of uh, Go Princess, I love Princess sings a lot and um in particular the character of cure scarlet really really affected me a lot when i was watching go princess so uh she's my favorite cure ah yeah that was my next question <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yes, then so. of course the most important question for a podcast mm-hmm. if you had a pick between cure white and cure black as your favorite which one is it yeah, this is very difficult because uh, I like both of them a lot, but I I would have to say Cure Black. She's a fan favorite. Yes, yes. A guest favorite? I mean, as it's mentioned before, you know, she is the primary protagonist. Like, I'm also reading, right now I'm reading the, the novel for Fudariwa Precure, and uh, it is definitely in Nagisa's perspective also. And uh, that one is, uh, the book is made more for like, I think it's a middle school level novel, maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I think that's all the questions I have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else. I don't think so either. Yeah. Cassidy, do you have any uh, questions? I, I have a question. I have come up with a question just Ooh, now. Okay. Who is your favorite of the Futariwa bad guys? Oh, oh that's a great question. Um... Hmm. I would say that's a really, I don't know if I have a favorite of the bad guys. I think obviously generally um Zakenna and Gomenna are very fun um as like monsters of the week villains, but as far as the big bads, 
I've never, I've never really felt like very attached to any of them, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I think that there are some that are definitely more memorable than others, but I never really felt any particular attachment to any of them. Yeah. I definitely think the original five are much more memorable than the uh, three we have right now. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. It's a fascinating thing because like, I feel like that's how I felt in the moment. But now that we are near the end of the season, I'm I'm sitting here long like thinking fondly upon the five episodes we spent <laughs> with Pissard. You know? Oh gosh, I cannot wait! I need to talk to you guys about Pissard so much. Um, I feel yes. like I should save him for last because I want you know, like I said, we're going to go over the names and stuff, yeah. and I think we should save Pissard for last. I'm very excited okay. to hear very about special. This. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, goodness. So should I start now with that? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think you guys already know that, you know, for the cure names that they're very much, uh, inspired and all the cure names are inspired by, um, like their, their themes in a way. So, you know, cure black, uh, misumi nagisa. So misumi, well, the mi part is beauty, but sumi is ink. So there's that. And then, yeah, uh, honoka, yuki shiro. So white, white palace which kind of goes with her uh, dub name of uh, Hannah Whitehouse. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. Uh, so those are those are pretty straightforward, I think. Um, yeah. So let's see. But yeah, we're going to talk more about... I think the, the villains are the most interesting. Um, I don't think... Yeah, there isn't any particular reason for uh, Mipuru or Mepuru to have the names they do. Uh, or Purun also. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so wisdom is just wisdom. That's pretty straightforward. And queen is queen. That's also straightforward. So I guess to talk first about, I think you guys already know about, uh, yeah, um, gomenna comes from saying sorry, right? Uh, it's a little yeah. casual mm-hmm. way to say sorry. Uh, Zakenna is not as clear, though uh, all of the Monster of the Week type villains in Precure always come from na- uh, words or phrases. So Zakenna comes from Fusakenna, which means like, don't kid around or don't mess with me, Ooh. I guess. I, like, yeah, it's it's kind of a strange choice, I think, but uh, I don't know what they were going for. You know, everything was new with Precure. Yeah, I I definitely like once you tell me like oh this comes from that and that's what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it definitely makes a lot of sense to me. Mm. Um, just like because you know it's something that shows up. It's hi, I'm here to be evil. Don't mess with me. Yeah, and then you beat it, and it's like oh no, sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, when the gomena, they're like gomena, gomena, gomena. They're saying sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, it's very cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't punch me. I'm just a little birthday boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let me just see quickly. Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh. So, okay, I guess I should go, well, first, uh, well, Jaku King, uh, Jaku just is another way to say evil. So his name is just Evil King. It's very simple. And Dutsuku Zone, yeah. Dutsuku is like to jab or hit. So the hitting place, I guess, the hitting zone. <laughs> so I guess, hmm, what order, should I go with the three first or the five for the other villains? 
if you're doing Pissar the last, maybe reversal. Okay, would be fun. great. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> great, great. Okay, so we have yes, there's three. Uh, we have Juna. Um, so uh, we have Juna, uh, Regine, and then Beruze, Gertrude. So I find it very interesting. Um, so of course, I think the first thing everyone knows is why does one of them have two names? So um, all of them, they're. I don't think that it's their, they have more attachment to their uh, human names. Their human form names have more references than these names. And they're referring to, gosh, what was it again? Um, ah, they're like the four holy spirits or something. It's something from Chinese folklore is the inspiration for like their mm-hmm. names in, in human form. Um, so they don't really have any other information about their villain names, except the Gertrude part is officially a direct reference to hamlet which is really weird that is weird i wouldn't expect that yeah that is absolutely (laughs) bad yeah exactly um yeah so it's like especially because he is like the old man character why is he gertrude why is he from hamlet why hamlet i don't know um but it is an interesting choice to be sure um I thought you were going to end up saying something like, oh, Belze has two names because he's trying to establish an independent identity mm. um, from being part of uh, the Jaku King. Yeah, it is interesting because definitely, oh, especially this episode, we see that that is something that they are looking to do, right, is to have uh, their own independence. Um, but yes. yeah, we don't we don't really see that. Uh, but let me see. Yeah, there's nothing else about them in terms of their the names. I don't know where the names come from otherwise. But yeah, there's that. So then, of course, the original five, uh, they all come from. Oh, well, not all. Uh, they come from different things. So um, let's see. So I think. Well, I guess it's chassis. So they mostly come from English words. So what English words do you think? that these come from except for pissard pissard is an exception well poisony seems pretty obvious that it comes from like poison would be yes where i would go with it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, i guess like the other closest one i could think of would be like geki drago maybe coming from like dragon or something or but i really the, these other ones just i really do not see the english yeah word that's them. okay yeah so yeah geki drago it comes from two things so yeah you, you're right there is a reference to uh dragons in the end but geki dora is uh rage in japanese so it's kind of a combination mm. of a japanese and english word um so kiria comes from kill a killer ah. and then uh irukubo comes from ill as in to be sick ah yes that makes sense when you okay. say it yeah yeah that one i almost got but i was like but his name's so much longer yeah no it's it's uh i don't know what like how they came up with the rest of it but there's that uh so guess that leaves us with pissard so uh pissard okay when we look at Pissard, what would you say is the theme of his appearance? It's like uh, it's like a 80s metal rock star. <laughs> I think that's I think that's definitely generally the Western image of him, and that makes sense. But his inspiration comes more from Kabuki. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, 
also more specifically like his inspiration it's very it's very much japanese and his name is also very japanese but it's very hard to hear because his name is a it's a japanese word that's been played with and also reversed so um the original word that we're coming from is a uh, it's i guess it's I don't know if it's actually a samurai word or a word referring to like in drama about samurai, but his name comes from the phrase uh, donsan pi, which is the, hmm, I would say it's like the, it's the lowest rank of a samurai and, and it's like the weakest, mm-hmm. right? Which also makes sense because he's like the weakest character he appears for only a few episodes. Um, yeah. But, so they take that and they reverse it, but instead of keeping the n part, because n is like the n itself is like a separate character in Japanese, they use the elongated, uh, elongating character, I guess. So now in English, his name is usually translated to Pissard, but actually it should probably be Pissard. Pissard. Yeah, Pissard. So like, because it's Pissado in Japanese. That okay. Sounds better than the name Pissard. <laughs> Does it sound That's better? Does Pissard sound better than Pissard? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I would argue that they're the same. Yeah, I think I think it's mm, I think that they tried to make it sound a little better by making it Pissard instead of Pissard, but they're both bad. They both don't sound good in English. Yeah. I I still have a soft spot for Pissard. I mean, because if you say it like a if you say it with the right enunciation, like if you say Pissard instead of you know Pissard, um, it, it does sound like you know it sounds reasonable. Mm-hmm. It sounds less like you're saying the word piss. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's very difficult, you know. It's certainly not their intention, right? They were trying to take um I'm sure that they were trying to take this Japanese phrase and make it sound English-ish, right? Yes. But yeah. <laughs> they made a terrible mistake in the process. It's true. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you don't see that the name of the character you have is gonna end up sounding really weird later on. Yeah, especially in English. Mm-hmm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, that's all the things I have for this season of Precure. I think. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you very much for bringing all of that to the table. Yeah. It's very interesting to listen to. <laughs> yes. I love learning more about uh, all these kinds of things. Yeah, I think, I mean, of course, a lot of magical girls have this, but like, especially something like Precure, there's just a lot of uh, Japanese wordplay and so on that it's not necessarily going to always be very easy to catch for um, for non-Japanese speakers. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, do we want to talk about the episode first and then talk about the new season? I feel we might as well just go ahead and talk about it now. Okay. I mean, technically this episode, while there is a lot going on, I don't know how long we'll talk about it. Yeah. I think we'll talk about it for longer than last episode, which was just like a setup episode. Mm -hmm. But there is just a lot of the bad guys like chuckling evilly for a couple seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're at the end. Like this is like the final battle. So. Yeah. it's, It's very extended. Very Dragon Ball. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah definitely <laughs> yes okay so we can talk about the new season because we finally have a title for it yes 
I could probably share this site on the uh, Twitter page for those of you who want to look at it. It is in... Yeah, I'll throw it in the episode description, too. It is in Japanese, just so you are aware, everyone listening. Mm-hmm. But I'm here, so I can translate the website. <laughs> yes, so it's called Tropical Rouge Creature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is... Uh, my, my good friend, Rouge the Bat, is going to go on vacation. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Actually, um, I knew the voice actress for Rouge the Bat for Sonic X. Uh, I guess when oh. I was yeah, when I was a teenager, I think I was thirteen or fourteen. She, uh, my parents gave her permission to take me to Four Kids Studios for one day to see her recording, and it was a lot. I learned a lot about why Four Kids dubbing is the way it is. <laughs> oh, oh, interesting. Yes. Really interesting. Yeah. I would love to hear more, but I don't think we should talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, it's- <laughs> we might be here for a while. It's okay. Well, we can talk about that later. Yeah. Maybe that'll be like a special treat <laughs> for the next time you come on, <laughs> if you come on again. Yeah. I, well, yeah. If if it's okay, I would love to be back sometime. Yeah. Um, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually in the middle of rewatching, well, not rewatching, watching Max Hart for the first time. So, yeah. <laughs> Every single Max Heart episode is available except for, I think, five? We have, we have our first guest for Max Heart booked, but I forgot which episode they picked. Hmm. Well, I can watch any episode Precure because I live in Japan. And uh, I mean, I can use Amazon Prime Video in Japan to watch most of the older seasons. And, and I also can go to the video rental store, which is what I do for later seasons. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> can you imagine a world in which america still had video rental stores <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah that wouldn't solve our problem um of trying to watch any of those seasons no. but it would be a good thing to experience still. yes we gotta start thinking about where we're gonna be watching max heart because country only has the, fir- the first and the last and currently airing season yeah yeah, it's interesting. Though um, I think if things still keep going the way they are, we're probably going to get you're going to probably see more episodes or more seasons of Freaker on Crunchyroll. I'm guessing. I really hope so. Yeah, yeah. But the newest season, Trop- yes, Tropical Yes, Tropical Rouge Freaker. I do love the name and the colors. Yes. What does the site say? So, um, well, so first, so the words tropical and rouge are actually kind of mashed together. Uh, so it's tro- it's uh, tropical rouge in Japanese. Uh, of course, you know, tropical ends with an L in English and rouge starts with an R in English. So they couldn't just ah. like smash them together. But in Japanese, they use the same uh, consonants. So that's why that happened. Um, but yeah, so as you can tell from the name, so rouge is a reference to makeup, like lipstick. And I think some people think that the exclamation point after rouge looks like a tube of lipstick. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that in like the stylization. Yeah. 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 So the the first part uh, above just says like uh changing with makeup and uh like let's see. It looks like maybe what's below the title is just when it's going to be coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2021 and then 18. Yes. So, yeah, so the 18 is referring to it's this is the 18th season of Precure, right? Ah. Yeah, and yeah, yes. it does say 2021, uh the year 2021 and then also says spring, which is they always say spring even though it usually starts in February. We still don't know yeah. exactly when Healing Good is going to finish because 
everything is oh, wild. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was um, delayed. Yeah, yeah. For a while. Yeah, but the Healing Good movie is straight up going to be the spring movie next year. So it doesn't ah. look like they're going to try to make their uh, three movies in one year or anything like that to catch up. So that's interesting. Mm. So that might have just been changed forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I can talk about that a little bit also because I went to see the latest movie in theaters. And after the movie, they had a trailer for the new movie that comes out next oh. year. Yeah. And I don't think that's anywhere online yet because they're trying to get people to the movie theater because it's a pandemic and et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little wild. But uh, yeah. So yeah, it's saying just, you know, the newest season is going to start. Yeah. 2021 spring. Um so this time, hmm, like it just saying like, oh, what kind of precure is going to happen next time? You know, we're looking forward to it. And then the last part on the bottom is very interesting because this is mina de ishoni chao. So they turn the word tropical into a verb. So it's like let's tropical, huh. kind of. <laughs> uh, it's hard. To, yeah, it's it's like um, a lot of words, uh, a lot of loan words that end with that like udu or how it would end end up being in Japanese, often get turned into verbs because verbs finish that way <laughs> um, in Japanese. So like trouble is also used as a verb in Japanese, um, which is interesting. But like, yeah, so that's, so it's, I don't know what this is going to mean, but they're turning tropical into a verb that in a way that I've never seen used in Japanese before. So like just inventing new use of language, which is fun. Uh, but yeah, so basically it looks like this is going to be a theme, a tropical theme, and a makeup themed season, and that's all we know so far. Um, yeah, I can't imagine what what that's gonna mean, like tropical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting because I think a lot of people this year were kind of looking forward to or expecting an oceanic precure season next year, and uh, but at the same time, uh, it looks like. In terms of the Japanese Precure fandom, at least from what I've seen on Twitter, people are wondering, oh, is this going to be about tropical fruits? And we haven't seen fruits in a theme in a very long time for Precure, so it's interesting to think maybe they will bring those back. So there are different expectations depending on which fans you look at. I know I saw today on Twitter someone talked about fruits, but I wasn't sure what the context of what that was, so now I know. <laughs> What it was yeah. referring to might have been my Twitter. I'm not sure because I was I mentioned it. Yeah, it, it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, I don't I don't often have a time to like translate every tweet about Precure, but I do sometimes try to translate tweets that I think are like big um, because I think it's I think it's good for English Precure fans to see what Japanese Precure fandom is like because it is very different in a lot of ways. Regardless of Sorry, I have been distracted this entire time because uh-huh. I was wanting to make a joke about what the uh the tropical fairies will look like. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> for the folks at home, I have posted a gif of the dancing banana oh, from the no. very old meme. It's peanut butter jelly time. Oh my god. <laughs> That's very good. Um yeah, a lot of people are making references to previous Preaker seasons and I don't know how much I should say because Cassidy doesn't know about later Preaker seasons but um like there is a some pe- people are talking about uh, at least on the English side they're talking more about um 
happiness charge precures, uh, side mm. cures. Um, without spoiling, I'll say just that much. Yeah. See, just saying those words, though, has made me very interested in the concept of <laughs> uh, this new Pretty Cure being a spinoff of a different Pretty Cure. I don't think it's going to be a spinoff, but there was there were some characters that were um, kind of, hmm, I don't know what, I don't know how much I should say, but uh, it's, yeah, it's not that, I don't think it's going to be a spinoff, but maybe some thematic similarities are what people are thinking. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Regardless of how it turns out, like, what it goes with, what kind of theme it's going to have, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll probably enjoy it, I think. I've enjoyed all the Pretty Cure seasons so far, so I'm very excited Same. to see what <laughs> happens next. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Pretty Cure seasons, we're almost done with this season. Yes. Mm-hmm. Episode 47, we're so close to the end. Mm. Uh-huh. It, we need to talk about this episode because I need to talk about what happens at the end of this episode. <laughs> because yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I can't believe it. I was like, you should have seen me when I was in my room. I was shouting, "Are you serious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what do you mean?" <laughs> yeah, it's an uh, unfortunate thing, but we'll get to that when we get to it. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we start off the episode with a. Recap of what happened at the end of last episode. Not a recap, like I wouldn't even. It's not a recap. It is literally we just we pick back up yeah. where Pel, where Belze was putting the power back into the stones. Mm. Um, the part where he's sucking energy from Poland and launching it into the hoppish. Ah, <sighs> poor baby. Oh, that's another thing about that item. So I'm guessing you guys call it hoppish because of the subtitles, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that word means nothing to me. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be hopish, but someone made a mistake. Oh. Hopish would maybe not make any more sense, but at least be more (laughs) thematically appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is hopish. It's not hopish. It would be transliterated differently in English if it was hopish. But there are a lot of really small transliteration errors like that between, uh, especially in magical girls, but just generally, yeah. You know, it's also possible we j- we just can't read. No, no, no. <laughs> I saw the word. I just like, yeah, because I've never watched it with um, subtitles, so I don't know how they're doing these things or how their things are getting translated. So it it I can at least say it is spelled H O P I S H. Ah, (laughs) which is why I was like, maybe I just read the word wrong. I feel like I heard them say hoppish, but now I'm not sure anymore if I'm (laughs) thinking of it correctly or if I just read the word wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, yes, because it's, um, (laughs) yeah, hold on, let me just double check because I'm pretty sure. 47 episodes into this podcast and we learned that I can't actually read. It's yeah. okay. I also can't read no. if that's the case. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So it is called the Prismu Hopish. So if it was Hopish oh. in Japanese, it would be Hopish, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I just saw Hopish. that you can still buy it on Amazon Japan for 5,000 yen. Oh my God. How much? <laughs> that's like 50 bucks. Okay. It's mm-hmm. like, is that a lot of money or. It's a little it's bit. Like a, it's normal for pre-cured toys. Though. It's yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. 
not unreasonable, but mm, amount of money, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you have to think about it. Yeah, but there's a lot of, there's still a lot of uh, merch, old merch on Amazon for this season. So that's interesting. Yes. Yeah. I remember that you sent me the uh, love checker. Yes, I did. Yeah, that one's harder to get, but it is out there. Mm. Uh, but then we get the intro. Yes. yes. And then we get, right after the intro, we get we get right back to what was happening at the end of uh, episode 46, where uh, Wisdom is up, like, in the air, like, shining, because they're trying to summon the power of creation so they can use it. I'm not sure what the butlers, the canas, are doing, because, like, one of them's, like, putting stuff, like, in this, like, pile, and the other one's cleaning it up. <laughs> I'm not sure what the one who's, like, putting the stuff in the pile is trying to do. So, here's the thing. Um, it does look like a pile of junk to me, um, but the way they talk about it when the pretty cures show up makes it sound like they were recreating the altar from the Field of Light. The one that was used previously to channel the power of creation. Hmm, that makes sense. It does just look like a pile of junk to me. <laughs> yes, and there, the, the uh, there's a very good uh, scene when the butlers are like putting stuff in the center and like uh, putting it back, where we see all these pictures of the uh, evil trio just like. To- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that house is very interesting for sure. The house is a character in itself, I feel like. <laughs> They're a family. <laughs> they are a family. They really are, yeah. But eventually, the pretty characters just, like, burst through the window into the room. Mm. Yeah, that was such an interesting entrance. You know, it's more dramatic that way when you go through a window than <laughs> through a door. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for mm. sure. They're here on business, so they're going to make their business entrance. So after they, like, appear and, like, they see what's happening, they make a comment that I didn't fully understand because they, like, see, like, what's happening and they're like, oh, that's, like, the altar from the hill on the field of light. And I was like, are they referring to, like, all the furniture that's, like, piled into the center of this room? Yeah, that's definitely (laughs) what I am thinking. But, again, I can't see past just a pile of wood. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm, it's an interesting, uh, interesting choice. Yeah, I just wasn't sure how they were making the connection. I guess it's because they're, like, standing around the furniture while uh, Wisdom is, like, floating up in the air, but... Hmm. To be fair, the altar, I don't remember being very, uh, decorative. It was very much just, like, here is a stone thing in the middle of a hill. Yeah. Maybe there's some pillars around it. Didn't the... Prism Pulpish, like, go into the center of it. It's been a while since the mid-season finale. Oh, boy, has it. Hmm, I don't know, because I didn't rewatch that episode, so I can't I can't comment. I remember, like, something goes into, like, a stone altar, mm-hmm. but I, it's been so long since we yeah, watched. I, I believe it. Uh, regardless of... Any, anyways, the Cures try to grab wisdom from the beam of light, but when they go to touch it, they get zapped by the power of creation. Yes. We also briefly see the uh, queen in the field of light. Mm-hmm. And then once, like, the parrot comes to attack them and gets scared off. And Nagisa yells at a bird. <laughs> yes. uh, but then, uh, what is his name? Belze? Yes. Uh, wraps them all in darkness and starts to pull them towards the center of the uh, Archer furniture. 
Uh. Yeah, see, I would liked I would have liked Belze a lot more if he had been using these shadow cowboy powers <laughs> from the beginning, mm. and not just being like a weird gremlin man who like flexes really hard and lightning comes out. I wonder if these powers had to like develop though, because he was baby, right at the beginning. Yeah, they, they did mention becoming stronger over time, just like the cures have. Yeah. Uh, Belze and the trio just sort of start their spell. Yes. And the field of light starts to quake. Yes. And the queen mentions being ready to sacrifice herself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was ready to sacrifice herself back during the mid-season finale when they she literally came into the Suzuku zone to help them fight the Jakku king. Oh, speaking of the Dotsuku zone, uh, the dark dude is just pissed about the trio trying to do this on their own. He's just like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's mm. very angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I had notes about the, well, the queen herself, she's like, before she says she's going to sacrifice herself, she just keeps saying to like, calm down, which I thought was interesting. Um, but yeah. After that, they have this, like, close-up of the jaw cooking that was, like, it's very interesting because, um, well, at least for me, watching it from my TV, and, like, I I guess I have, like, the highest definition, probably, whatever, but, like, it's, like, not a great picture of him, and it's just such a long close-up of him that it just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not a thing that I don't... It's not a thing I think... Charlie or I will ever be able to tell yeah. with watching Futari while pretty here because while Crunchyroll is does have it on there, they have it in like <laughs> eighty year old VHS quality. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Like when I go to watch an episode, like the start of it will like make this like uh, staticky noise as it's going into the episode. It's very bad quality. Yeah, yeah even silent. Like there's an underlying hum. Yeah. Throughout the entire episode mm. of a VCR just running in the background oh somewhere. That's so interesting. <laughs> you would think that they would update it at least now because the Crunchyroll has been doing more recent seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially it's so wild whenever I look up a scene uh, from uh, Futariwa on YouTube, for example. Um, like when I was getting the lyrics to the, the song from the end of 45. <laughs> um and just seeing and listening to how much clearer it is, like it, how like that is a thing that is available, but not to us. Sorry, I just thought mm. you said the word queer, then clearer, and like hmm, I don't know if it's queer. <laughs> no, it's exactly as queer as it was before. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. this time in HD, <laughs> HD queerness. I mean, that is, yeah, that is a thing. <laughs> that's that's the pre-cure podcast engage promise. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, that reminds me, uh, right after uh, I have the notes of they are able to summon the power of creation and everything explodes around them, I wrote the Bi Pride flag because this guy kind of looks like the Bi Pride flag. Oh, oh, yeah. So so you brought it up because, like, now that the, the dark dude is pissed and then they summon the power of creation and, like, lightning just zaps out and shoots the three of the trio. Uh, and then a shockwave goes out of it and blows out all of the windows. Yeah. And also reduces the surrounding forest into a barren wasteland. But the mansion is still totally fine, other than the windows. <laughs> mm. Yes. So, was it just me, or did it? Did anyone else think it kind of looked like the Bi-Fi flag? 
You know what? I didn't notice. I was too notice. busy looking at the wasteland. Yeah. Wait, let me, uh, wait, let me see if I can go back to, uh, when it happens in the episode. Because I have the episode on in front of me on Crunchyroll. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, as, as they summon the power, the trio are just standing around, bulging, glowing, and laughing. The hmm. three things that they are known to do. <laughs> Does that not look like the bi pi flag Toby that, like, come on. Ah, uh, yeah. It may just be the color display on my screen, but it yeah, does just I look like see... it's red and blue. There's yeah, like I can see if you look. where it was coming. It's not bright enough, right? Because, like, that, yeah. it's, like, really a red more than a pink, like an orangey red to me. But I could see, like, it would it could trigger that, like, that uh, recognition, if that makes sense. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. I-, I really wish I could, but... Literally, the only thing I see when I look at this image is either the Pepsi logo <laughs> or I think of Sonic Adventure 2. Well, because the three of them are like glowing those colors, so glowing blue, red, and purple, respectively, because that's like yeah. their color schemes. So I guess that's why the mm-hmm. sky kind of looks like that. But like when I first saw that, I'm like, it's the Bi Fi flag. What are you trying to say, pretty cute? <laughs> <laughs> well, they are bicons. They sure. are bicons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm. But yeah, that's, I mean, I think it, it could be said that there, those colors do match the colors of the three. So that could be why, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe I'll post this screenshot on our Twitter as well and be like, what do you all think? Do you think this looks like the pie pie flag or is it just me? <laughs> you should, you should post that image and then start a poll <laughs> in the reply and say, is this the buy pride flag or is this Pepsi? <laughs> All right, I'll do that when we're done recording. Remind okay. me. <laughs> hmm, very interesting. Uh, so the mansion is fine up until after, like after they're like done cackling evilly. Now that they have the power of curation, the uh, Jakku King very angrily uh, is like, like the ceiling starts like shake, and then it gets ripped off, like in, like. Not the entirety of it, like a hole gets ripped off and wind comes in and it grabs the evil people and the pretty cures up into the yeah. sky. Well, so it grabs uh, Honoka for a second and then Nagisa stops her and then they both go like, all right, no, we are going up there and finding out where they're going. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice at first that the pretty cures were taken with the bad guys. Cause I guess I was taking notes while... Polo noticed... I know. When Poland was like, they left me behind. They promised they, me they would take. They promised me they would take me with them. I was like, oh, they're gone too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's oh, yeah. He says like we promised we would go together. Like yeah. it was. Yeah. So I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> but also of note, the bird is also left behind. Yeah, and so is wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is interesting because up until now, like up until Poland. Like, they took the power from Poland. Poland has been there for the fight. So I'm wondering, like, if the power of creation gets, like, kicked out of the evil people, like, where is it gonna go? So the pretty cures, I guess, would be the, would be my bets. They're right there. Much like the Keyblade, it'll be drawn to the strongest part. <laughs> and... <laughs> uh, then we get a really interesting scene. So we cut to Nagisa's house, where her mother tells Ryota to go and get Nagisa. And he, we don't see, like, them. We just see Nagisa's room, which is empty. And it seems like Ryota 
hears something being said to him. And then mm-hmm. at Honoka's house, the grandmother's like, oh, to Tutoro, like, don't bother Honoka, she's studying. And then she responds, like, Honoka says something to her. And I'm not sure, like, how this is happening. <laughs> like, what yeah. are they hearing? <laughs> That's definitely a mystery, but it, I think what, at least what from what I can tell for uh, the grandma is, like, it sounds... It's like maybe she heard Honoka saying to go ahead and eat without her. Yes. Yeah. Like, we briefly got something like that, like, back during the uh, lacrosse episode when they mm-hmm. were taken up on top of the building and all the lacrosse players thought that Honoka, not Honoka, Naisa was still there. But that right. was more because of the power of, uh, what is his name? The tall man. Tall, <laughs> tall man. Tuna. <laughs> Tuna. Yeah. Uh, so this time, it's like, it's really confusing why they think they hear the cures talking to them when they're not there. I yeah, don't know if it will be explained. I, I don't think it gets explained, but I think it's there because, you know, there probably were people wondering if the families would notice they're gone because they obviously have been gone a long time. Um, yeah. And time is also weird in the other realms and so on. So... Yeah, I, I don't think it's explained, but I think that you could assume that it's kind of similar to how when, you know, everything is uh, over, not everything that gets destroyed is back to normal. Like that kind of, like, ca- this convenient magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, the pretty cures are back in hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. They're back once they more into the Zuzuku zone. Uh, they see the evil, evil trio fly over them, uh, and they go up a bunch of cliffs. The cure is trying to, like, talk to the bad guys, but like, hey, we're gonna stop you. And the guys are like, we don't care about you at all. <laughs> we're just gonna keep going. Because, like, mm-hmm. they seem pretty confident that they're gonna be able to take the Jakku King now that they're here. Right. Well, yeah, now that they have the ba- power of creation, they're bigger, faster, and stronger, <laughs> too. They're the three members of the Dotsuku crew. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? <laughs> it's a it's a DK sixty four. Okay, with the Donkey Kong rap. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not familiar, but that's interesting. <laughs> we get a couple scenes of the uh, the Batrio walking forward, and the pretty heroes trying to like fight them and stop them, and like, they keep getting knocked back down, and but they still keep getting up because they don't want the. Uh, you know, they don't want their worlds to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. I can't make another joke here because I just made another uh, a joke a second ago that yeah. didn't land great. You said you so. wrote down the speech that Nagisa had. This is, I, th- I believe, the point. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they they refuse to give up, and then they, and then it cuts away, and we just listen to them get beat up yes! for like a good three or four seconds. Hmm. Um. And then and then we see them beaten and battered on the ground. Uh, and Honoka says, you don't have the right to destroy our world and Mipple and Meeple's world, do you? That's right, Meepo. And then Nagisa says, ever since you all came from Dotsuku Zone, we fought against you. There wasn't a day when we forgot about you. In the middle of our game, when we're laughing together with others, there was always something hanging over us. So hurry and let us finish this. Let's end this once and for all. I want to live the life of a normal girl and live a life that's free and where I can be myself. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good translation. So kudos yeah. to the translator for that one. 
but it's a very it's very interesting. I mean, it makes sense that she says the the speech because she's the protag. Yeah. Yeah, I just I feel like there are points in that speech that could very easily be like split up between the two of them and have them do more of a back and forth. Mm, that's fair. But yeah, it's yeah, it's you know Nagisa's the main main of the two protagonists, right? And that's I guess understandable. Um, the trio listening to this, they they chuckle a little bit and they say, uh, "Where you can be free and be yourself." We can't do that ourselves with the Jaku King around. Yeah. And then immediately um, and, the chains. And then the Jaku King starts rattling his chains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. then, so I wasn't quite sure what was happening at this next part again, because it's not really explained. I was, you start to see like the Jaku King appears and like all these like ground spikes come up. And then it looks like this world is being destroyed. And I was like, is that. The Field of Light, the Field of Rainbows, an entirely different place that's just getting destroyed. It's unclear which world is being consumed by yeah. the Mizuku Zone. <laughs> it is not yeah, clear. Yeah, and, th- and then right afterwards we get a cut of, like, in space, darkness just creeping out and absorbing worlds. Yeah. I think it's fair to assume, I don't remember because I don't remember the next episode, but I think it's fair to assume that it is Earth because... That's generally what happens in Precure. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm. And we see in the Field of Light that the uh, queen is- The queen is just glowing like a light bulb getting too much power. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you, it is so bright that I actually couldn't make out where her form began and ended. Oh, she talks about how- uh, Was this at the point- Oh yeah, this is the point where she's like, you know, I can't do anything to really, really help them, but I believe in them. I believe that they will get the power of creation back. This is what I. This is the mm-hmm. most I can do for them is to believe in them. Hmm. Yeah. And to stop yeah, this part of the universe from falling to darkness. Yeah, and I think well, what I noticed in that line is that she said she wants to believe in them. Ah. Yeah. Hmm. She can't just appear there like she did last time. In- she can't move, of course. <laughs> As a giant lady. <laughs> yeah. So we cut back to the Zuzuku zone. Wow. The uh, pretty curious are like thrown back again. And then there's just this like tidal wave of sand that like comes over everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I also thought it was sand at first, but the way like where they end up, I just... I think it might be a tidal wave of darkness. Oh. Um, because right afterwards, like, the Cures and the Trio and even, like, the Jaku King sort of are just sort of floating in, in an expanse of darkness <laughs> for a while. Like, there's no real ground where they are, at least not for a little bit. Huh. I guess that would make more sense than just a bunch of sand <laughs> consuming them. <laughs> It does definitely just look like a bunch of sand. But it does it does look like sand or dust or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point, the Jakku King's like, hey, hand over the power of creation to me. And they're like, no, it's already inside of our bodies. You know, we're not going to give it up to you. And then and the dark dude's like, okay, then I'm going to eat your hearts and gain <laughs> yeah. your power. I'm just going to yeah. eat you. <laughs> Uh, but they're very, they're very confident. They're like, we're not gonna be your puppets anymore. You know, what was gonna happen to us before we did this is that we were just gonna be eaten away by the power of annihilation. You know, we were wondering what the reason for us being even born was. Like, we don't want to be your puppets. We want to live our own lives. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And Rakuki's like, you can't win against me. I'm going to swallow you all. Yeah, and so the pressure of him trying to devour them causes them to, much like uh, dust turning into a diamond under pressure, uh, <laughs> these three trio, like this trio of evildoers gets combined together into a diamond that is a 12-foot-tall Shadow Yukubo. <laughs> <laughs> but this time without the uh, bad shirt, the whipped-up shirt. The terrible shirt. <laughs> Yeah, they. It's not literally Yakubo for the folks at home. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's just a it's just a mostly featureless ta- tall baldman, mm. which is how I would describe Yakubo. Yeah, we do get a pan white from like his like the feet all the way up to the body of this uh figure of darkness. Yeah, very tall. Very tall. <laughs> not as tall as a Jakku king, but still tall. Uh, and they tell the Jakku King that they're going to control the Jizuku Zone. So, when this first happened, and I saw, like, hands being grabbed, I thought the Period Cures were grabbing each other's hands. I definitely knew it wasn't the Pretty Cures uh, that were grabbing each other's hands. Because they, okay, so, when they fuse together, or when the trio fuses, there's, like, an explosion. And the Pretty Precure tries to hide behind a rock. Um... And while they're hiding there, hands grab uh, both of the Precure's hands yes. and fly them away. We don't see who the hands belong to until after after everything else got done. But now we do see. <laughs> I'm so mad. What is he doing here? How is he so alive? So they're being flown through the air by the ghost boy himself, Kyria. <laughs> I can't believe Kyria appeared again. <laughs> I love how he appeared and he how he's just flying. He's just flying. I love that. What is he doing here? Yeah, it's very interesting. I love the I... pose in which he's flying. I love everything about it. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, it's okay. Uh, I remember. I remembered that he was going to show up because I had watched this a long time ago. But because it has been so long since I first watched it, I don't remember how I felt the first time. Because I really like. Do, uh, the it's not like I don't like Kyria, but I find that I just feel nothing, just like I said before about <laughs> the other villains. So it's just like every time he's mm-hmm. there, I'm like, well, okay, I know what they're trying to do, but I'm not really here for it e- at all. So <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. Kyria uh, is definitely not my favorite no. of the villains, mostly because his existence sort of gets in the way of the concept of the two cures being gay for each other, but also like. <laughs> It's fine. I, listen, Carrier was fine before. His final episode was very sad. They had this whole conversation in the rain with Honoka. It was very good. I just, I wasn't expecting him to appear again. Especially not like, like actually like physically appear. Like I just, I wanted to understand what happened. Like how did he get back here? (laughs) Why wasn't he destroyed with the others? I think, I mean, I think this is kind of going with like something that we see throughout Precure with um, with villain characters that go good. Like, yeah. they're the ones that, uh, that that can stick around, usually. I think. It's a it's a shame that Kyria can go the way that, of some of the uh, evil villains who turn good, where he can't just become a pretty character. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, here's the thing, is that like, I feel like I did have... The fact that Kyria stuck around spoiled for me a little bit at some point. I don't remember when, and I don't remember the context. I just, 
I knew in my gut the entire time we've been watching this show that Kyria was a character that stuck around after, like, the villain arc. You might have read it on the wiki. I know the wiki kind of uh, reveals that he... I don't think it was, like, from the wiki. I feel like it was from, like, someone talking about it somewhere. Maybe. Like, part of me wants to say it was from you, but you didn't know this was going to happen, so I guess it wasn't. (laughs) No, I think what I knew is that uh, I didn't know, like, the reasons or, like, the context behind it. I knew that Kyria was going to, like, have a normal life at the end. Like, that he was going to be, like... Ah, see, that's that's the part that I knew. So, but I didn't know, like, anything else leading up to that. I thought maybe they would defeat the Jakku King for, like, real, real, and then people would just go back, just have a normal life. I, I wasn't sure exactly, because I haven't actually seen the ending of Futariwa. I only watched, like, half of it when I first originally watched it, and so all of this is mostly new to me, <laughs> besides mm. the stuff that I spoiled myself on. Yeah, um, I think that's it's difficult with those uh, spoilers and stuff, but yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully next episode, because we see Kyria talking to Nagisa and Hornika, Kyria himself will explain what happened to him and why he's still around. If he yeah. doesn't explain, I'm going to be very mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see Charlie... When Kyria was destroyed, <laughs> because they also destroyed his heartless, he returned back to where he was originally at before his heart got split in two. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Is he the Axel of Freddy Cure? Um, yes. W- sorry. When I was in high school, I think, I had this really long fanfic concept that I wrote outlines for, but never like wrote out, wrote out exactly, of... Um, like a Kingdom Hearts spin-off starring Kyrie and the other princess of princesses of heart as like uh going into different magical girl worlds. Ooh. And so like becoming the various uh-huh. magical girls of those worlds. So it was Ooh. like Precare was one of them, I think, uh also Sailor Moon of course, uh Powerpuff Girl Z, uh Mermaid Melody and and so on. And like it was like a whole thing. So I was like constantly crossing over i think at that time there was also like an actual disney there's uh what is it called akilala princess which is basically magical girl kingdom hearts i think it was just sorry i need to write this down so i can look at that yeah uh, so yeah it's i think it's kilala k-i-l-a-l-a princess and i don't know if it was ever translated into english officially because i read it in japanese but it was about a girl interacting working with disney princesses and going to different places and it was like a magical girl series yeah that sounds deeply good yes it sounds very good (laughs) and i'm excited to look at it (laughs) yeah yeah um it was published in um nakoyoshi magazine which is how i found out about it because that's the same magazine that most well not all magical girls but a lot of magical girls are published in Hmm. yeah including precure I've never actually read any of the precure manga i've like i've only really heard of one of them which is the one that has the uh, kiss between the two pretty cures, which... Ah, uh, Mahotska, yeah. Yes, yes, that oh, one. Oh, uh, there is... So there isn't um, a kiss for uh, Futaiwa Precure, but it, I believe it's the Max Hart comic. Uh, it hasn't been translated, but I remember someone brought it to me to ask what was going on. Um, and there is a thing where it was like, um, I think 
Hodoka was going to uh, get married to some guy, and you don't even see who the guy is. And she mentions that she was going to get married to Nagisa, but Nagisa sacrificed their chance to get married for like chocolate cake or something. I don't remember. It was like extremely like a benign thing that she sacrificed it for. But um, yeah, so there was like an implication that they were going to get married. Nagisa, why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. anytime someone brings up uh, the pre- <laughs> the Futariwa cures and marriage, I just point to all of the official merchandise that shows both of them in wedding dresses. Yes, the 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 figures are so cute. Um, yes, they're the only ones I might want to get. Uh, I'm still like very early on in the the novel, so I don't know if there's anything in the novel that suggests it so far, but we'll find out. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the episode. I mean, that's everything that happens in the episode. There's nothing else until <laughs> next time. Yeah. <laughs> and we have been talking for a while. This might end up being our longest episode. I'm not sure. I can't remember what our longest episode has I, been. I don't think so. No? I, I feel like once the you cut out the 10 minutes at the beginning where we didn't do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm sure, despite whatever you put at the end of the episode, a lot of that middle part's going to get cut out, too. I'll probably put some of that uh, at the end, because I think it's very... I think people enjoy hearing people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there were some tangents, but... <laughs> I mean, compared to our last episode that we recorded, which it was which is going to be, like, not that long at all. It's going to be, like, probably 30-ish minutes, maybe... A little less, because we don't talk for that long about the episode, but there's not, like, a lot going on. Uh, mm. our, our, I mean, our, our guest episodes tend to go longer, because we have a guest with us. Mm. There's a mm-hmm. third voice here. To- and there's all that stuff we do up at the top with questions, and that adds minutes anyways. Yeah. 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 And then we talked about, like, yeah, lots of different things. So Yes, we yeah. did this time. We talked about uh, the names, and then we talked about the new season. Yeah, and it looks like because of a new season's announcement, Precure and the new Precure season's names are both trending topics on Japanese Twitter. Nice. Oh, yeah. good. I'll get to see that because I have my uh, my trending stuff on Twitter set to Japanese. So that way I don't have to look at it and pay attention to it. <laughs> mm, I, interesting. You know, yeah, because yeah. things are always bad in the American trending topics on Twitter. Yeah. Well, to be honest, it's not great in Japan either. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, but I can't understand it. It's okay. <laughs> I do see that something is trending alongside Tenet. The uh, game Tenet? No, like the movie. No, like the movie Tenet. Oh. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, well, I think that's in, maybe in theaters now, I think. Ah. It's really interesting. I'm not seeing a lot about other movies or in general. I, I'm keeping an eye on the box office for my podcast because uh, we now have two Magical Girl movies out in theaters. And so um, it's basically everything is a five for second place because everyone's watching Demon Slayer. <laughs> but um, yeah, I still got to watch that movie. I don't know. If, but I don't know if it has been... There's been any, like, any subs, at least for the movie, for the demon train yet? Yeah, well, because it's still, it's still in theaters. It's only been okay. five weeks, okay. I think, in theaters. But it's going to become the number one selling movie of all time in Japan. That makes sense. Demon Slayer seems like a very popular series. 
Yeah, but we're talking about not just animated movies. We're talking about of all time. Oh, wow. That is... Yeah. Damn. Good for Demon Slayer. Yeah. I don't personally have... Yeah, so right now... uh, Bring up the website. So top movies of uh, all time in Japan. Number one is Spirited Away. Uh, Number two is Titanic. And now number three is Demon Slayer. Yeah, Titanic. <laughs> I, I yeah. wouldn't expect that to be a big hit in Japan. Oh, no, Japan loves Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I think at least my husband is like one of the number one fans of Titanic, to be sure. Uh, he likes to sing My Heart Will Go On every time we go to karaoke. So. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's interesting because so it's, yeah, that, uh, so D- uh, Demon Slayer is number three. Number four is Frozen. Number five is Your Name, and number six is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. So, huh? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's interesting, interesting. That, ja- that Japan has Philosopher's Stone compared to, which I think is like the original title of the uh, book, compared yeah, to yeah. the uh, one in America where it's Sorcerer's Stone. Mm-hmm. I-, I believe the. I- I'm not sure, but I do believe that the um, the Eng- the Japanese translation does come directly from the original British English. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. First, thank you for coming on the podcast. It was a lot of fun to have you here with us. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. I'm sorry it took a long time today, but I liked talking about a variety of different oh, abso- things. It's absolutely no problem. It was a great conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am. I do want to say, because you keep bringing up your podcast, that maybe you should plug it now. Yes, oh, okay. Please, I will. Plug away. Yes. Okay. So, um, plugs. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Ayushinos, A-Y-U-S-H-E-K-N-O-W-S. <clears throat> and uh, my podcast Twitter is at Magical Girl Ayu. So, um, Sparkleside Chats is a podcast where fans of Magical Girls talk about why they love their favorite Magical Girl series. We do have an episode about Fudariwa Precure with my friend Pike, who is, if you're on Twitter, she is like the number one fan of Fudaiwa Precure, and uh, she yes. should be a guest on this podcast in the future. I, I think. would love to have her. I just feel very shy about approaching her for guesting. <laughs> okay, I will. I will. Uh, I will definitely talk to her then. Um, but she's she's really great, and uh, so she talks about it a lot. Um, literally, her whole Twitter is just about Fudaiwa Precure, pretty much. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so we have the episode. I think it's number five or six uh, so we do have that one um actually by the time this comes out there will be one more precure related episode um Ooh. there was originally supposed to be once a month but i had a um i had recorded there is now a lost episode of the podcast with actually a former guest of this podcast um chrono sakaki chrono oh so nice. uh, he came on to talk about doki doki precure but uh there were a lot of technical difficulties and i got sick the week that that episode was supposed to drop so uh yeah so right now there are only two thing uh two precure episodes out uh there will be one every month um but yeah so it's all for all magical girls whether they are the ones for young girls or the ones for older men um we talk about them also it's uh lots of fun <laughs> if you ever need a guest to talk more about not pretty gear but just magical girls yes i would love to have both of you on as uh as future guests um, I know, well, Cassie, you do, you, you are at least aware of other magical girls and stuff, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen one or two. Yeah. Other ones. 
Yeah, so um, I'd have to consult our big <laughs> list of magical girl properties yeah. to determine exactly which ones I've seen. But there are a lot, and uh, there are definitely arguments to be had between you know Western fans and <laughs> Japanese fans about which ones qualify as magical girls because there are some that Japanese fans say count and Western fans don't say count, and you know there's yeah. I'm I have uh. I think I already mentioned to Charlie, but I do have in mind for the future a possibility of a magical girl court kind of episode thing where people argue these things out because there are yes. some that, you know, the argument could really go either way. But um, but yeah, yeah. basically, yeah, <laughs> uh, basically keep an open mind on my podcast also. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, our court um, case episode is very kind of just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. But it was also very serious. Uh, this, <laughs> our our whole list is just for fun, but yes. in a serious way. It's right. all science. Which is why we do have an entry for a confirmed magical girl show, the real life band Kiss, but specifically as villains. <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, I think I've seen a lot of people in reference to uh, our good old friend Pissard, um, <laughs> uh seeing that people think that he is a reference to Kiss somehow. And Kiss was kind of popular, I guess, in Japan, but not very. Or people don't really think about them anymore. Yeah. Uh, the only time I've ever seen them referenced in anything was Love Life, I think. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, in season two, the Halloween episode. Love Live is very good. It's not a magical girl series, but it's very good. Um, <laughs> I've seen a lot about Love Live, but I've actually watched it. It's. All right. Sorry, you said it, so I do have to add it to the list. Um, I'm putting Love Live under no. <laughs> I, had, I had the list open right. already. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Love Live and Idol series, but not a magical girl series. There's no magic in it, unfortunately, but um, it is. There, there are a lot of Magical Girl fans that also like Love Live. Um, yes. Oh, actually, I do have one more thing to plug, which is uh, I will possibly in the future be a guest on Super Idols RPG, it looks like. Oh. So you should check oh. out that podcast if you haven't already. It's amazing. Even as a listener, I love it a lot. It is a, it is a um, Masks um, actual play podcast uh, where... The characters are magical idols. So, yes. um, yeah, it's very interesting. There's a lot of homebrew stuff with transformations and so on. I'm still kind of learning about masks so that I can be on it in the future. So I'm looking forward to that. So I don't know when that will be. So just check it out, whatever, I guess. Yeah. It's definitely on my list of podcasts to listen to. I really like Magical Girls and I really like Mass Actual Fight Podcasts. So I believe there's no reason why I shouldn't have already started listening. I just haven't yet. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. If you want to come on this podcast, if you want to talk to us about Pretty Cure or Magical Girls or what have you, you can find us at Prepod Engaged on Twitter. And if you want to talk to me, Charlie, you can find me at Magical underscore Pride, where I tweet things sometimes. I <laughs> do fleet sometimes, too. I heard those were going away. Who knows? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, someone said they they were gonna get rid of fleets. I don't know if that's true or not. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I guess <laughs> stay tuned to find out alongside of us. If you want to hear even more of my voice, you can go listen to Otherware at Otherware Pod, where I play Phantom the Nomad. That is a mas a mask actual play podcast. 
Or you can go listen to Tabletop Roulette, where I was on the Remember X episodes back in October. There's three of them. I've been doing, I've been plugging the wrong, uh, at for that podcast. It's not, you, if you type in Tabletop Roulette, you will find it, but the actual, uh, handle for it is, t- is TTRPG Roulette. So, either way, you'll, you'll, you'll find it. Or you can go listen to Apex City, which is another Mass Action Play podcast where I play Stutter the Star in Hindsight Bronze Age, who is very magical inspired. And Cassidy was also on that podcast during the Silver Age, so you can also hear her voice. My character was not magical girl inspired. <laughs> I feel like I should say. No. <laughs> and then if you want to hear future sometime in the future before 2021 at this i will be a man of my world you can go follow lovecore gaming where episodes will eventually be out which is a podcast about me and a guest talking about the romance systems in uh different games from tabletop games to video games and that's it that's all i do take it away cassidy you can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. And you can find all of the podcasts that I do and podcasts I've guested on over at madlobotanist.neocities.org, which is spelled the same as my Twitter handle, .neocities.org. I think that's it. So I think that's it for the podcast. So until next time, we need your help. Meepo! Popo! Adi and I! <laughs> and now this is the, the semi-regular part of the podcast where I just get to chat with our guests while Charlie's gone. Yeah, okay. And then it'll usually get put at the end of the episode. <laughs> I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, this is our first time like actually chatting, which is fun. Yeah. I feel bad because I'm always sending stuff to Charlie and I feel like I should be sending stuff to both of you. But uh t- it's totally understandable. Charlie handles everything for the podcast. I just put it up. Uh and also between you and me, and also I did bring this up to Charlie. Charlie's the more popular one of the two of us. Really? I think you both deserve yeah. to be popular. What, what were you saying, Cassidy? Oh, we were just talking about how you're like twice as popular as <laughs> I am. Presence thing, because I feel like you're both great. <sighs> I very much appreciate you saying that. Um, it I, one is like I can use I can point to the Twitter numbers as like a metric, but also like just generally i think about the number of people charlie interacts with and i think about the number of people i interact with regularly hmm. it's just but it's are so- you are you on twitter as much as he is or y- yes i would argue maybe even more so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay well I, in that case cassidy i will definitely interact with you more on twitter in the, so no it, it's totally fine this is just me uh being um What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'm like, I'm, this is me pestering Charlie. <laughs> Bringing up things that I know will make Charlie, like, frustrated, but in a fun way. I just, I don't think I'm that popular. Uh, before we get back to the episode, since we're kind of on this topic, can I get ask you both a kind of personal question? 
Yeah. Sure. So I love to answer personal yeah. questions. Uh, so listening to uh, marathoning this podcast, uh, I had a point where I kind of tried to figure out when you became a couple, because it feels like it was not at the beginning, but definitely by the middle. And you guys are both so cute together. Uh, um, uh, here's the here's the secret. <laughs> We were a couple before the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's just that you didn't mention it for a long time? Yeah. Yeah, we just didn't mention it for a while. Okay, okay. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. I'm pretty sure it was like, uh, no, see, what happened, it was five days before we got together, I, I made a tweet on Twitter saying, hey, I want to do a pretty good podcast, but I would need someone to do it with me. And Cassie was like, yeah, I'll do it. And I'm like, okay. And then five later, five days later, we started dating. Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very and then, jealous. Like, a month and a half later, oh, we started the podcast. Great. I'm a little jealous because, like, well, I mean, I'm married now, um, and that's fine, obviously. But like, I uh, as far as podcasting is concerned, I always wanted to have like a podcast partner because I I thought that podcasting always sounds better when you have two hosts than just one. But I could never find anyone to like Aww. talk with regularly, like. I mean, it's fine. I'm doing my podcast is doing okay. I think uh, I get yeah, to talk yeah. to different people every week, um, but um, it means like trying to do like solo episodes is so strange. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I that's part of a thing about when I d- decided I was going to podcast at the very very beginning with one of my other shows. Um, anytime I want to create a content, I just have to not be solo and doing it because. I watch a lot of content and I can see the difference between a uh, single person producing and like one or more. Um, even if it's just something as simple as having a guest on, uh, I think can definitely just change the way a podcast feels. Yeah. yeah. Uh, single person podcasts aren't bad. It, those just can generally feel more informative instead. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly why, like, I don't want to just be talking at, people i want to be talking with people but uh yeah it's i mean it's going well but yeah, i just want um i think it's very cute you both are very yeah. cute yeah i remember bringing uh-huh. it up at the near like the start of the show i'm like i don't i wonder if people don't realize that we're a couple uh, so like oh i really hope these two get together because i think they'd be cute and like we're already together <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um i don't remember when i really noticed it was like there. I think there were times where it was like, these two are flirting. I think, <laughs> but maybe it's my imagination. Maybe they're just like really close friends. I don't know. I don't want to like assume. <laughs> and then I think it was. It was by the time the wedding episode came up, I was like, oh no, no, they are definitely a thing. <laughs> it took a long time. You know, I just, I guess, um, yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I. I don't. I try not to assume. You know, like, especially with queer podcasters and so on, because it's like, I know with me and all mm-hmm. my friends, especially back in college, gosh, uh, you know, it's like everyone dating each other and stuff. Um, it gets very complicated. And like the, the line between like friend and like ex and queer partner, et cetera, is like the whole thing. But yeah, <laughs> so I yeah, I didn't want to assume anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But by that, I think it was by that point I was like, oh. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if someone after listening to the wedding episode didn't think we were together, I would have questions for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we did spend like half the episode planning the wedding. Yeah, very cute. I was very, I was very uh, about it. <laughs> That's also interesting because I've also had my two other partners on the podcast. Ah, I see. I don't know if you picked. I'm pretty sure I did. Did, did I? No, I didn't refer to Allison as my partner at all during the episode. So I, I imagine some people might not have picked up that she was. She's also my girlfriend. I did not pick up on that. Yeah, hmm. but that makes sense. I think I did. I did. Me or Tom say you were dating? I don't remember. I feel like Tom, if not making it explicit, definitely like. Tom's energy was one that could be very easily read. I think so. Yeah. Thinking back to Kate, that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yeah. Also, this is one of the other reasons why I say that Charlie's more popular than I am. Oh. Because he has more partners? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I definitely, I understand that energy very much because, um, yeah, that was definitely what it was like. I'm not I'm not in a poly relationship anymore, but I used to be with a guy that definitely had uh an easier time than me, for sure. <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I think you're both great, so Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> well, it, it, no it, it really is just a pretty cure situation. Um where Charlie is the more relatable like point of view character mm-hmm. and I am also there. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm cure black and you're cure white. I would say that would make Charlie cure heart, but that would be a spoiler. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 